Welcome to episode 53 of the Next Level Life podcast, Breaking Down the Breakup with Belinda Love. Belinda Love is a self-love and empowerment coach, NLP practitioner, and ex-bachelor contestant from last year's Maddie J season. Belinda recently penned her debut book, Breaking Down the Breakup, which covers the four emotional phases you go through when dealing with heartbreak. The book enables readers to cast away the negativity they harbor from past relationships and help them to create a clearing for a happier future while attracting genuine connected relationships. Her journey relating to love and relationships has been somewhat of a roller coaster, and after a few broken emotionally, verbally, and physically abusive relationships, she arrived at the realization as to why she was attracting this type of partner and decided to look within to find the answers. Belinda is now devoted to inspiring and empowering people all over the world to feel loved every day regardless of their relationship status, and to know that they are lovable even if they are single. Belinda's purpose is to help others to live a life of self-love, and delivers her content all over the world via one-on-one coaching, online courses, and in-person seminars. On today's episode, we discuss everything from Belinda's bachelor experience behind the scenes of last year's season, finding self-love before finding love the truth behind loneliness, expectations versus goals, recognizing your values and how to uphold them, the four emotional phases you go through when dealing with heartbreak, discovering your blind spots, learning to ask for help, finding forgiveness for past relationships, reigniting your feminine energy, and dating and Tinder profiles. This conversation is so deep and it's so vulnerable and I absolutely just want to acknowledge Belinda for really diving in. She gives so much value here. So I hope you enjoy the episode and please share with me on Instagram or Facebook what your takeaways are. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Next Level Life podcast with Christine Corcoran, where I talk all things mindset, motivation and entrepreneurship. Each week, I will endeavor to bring you a new episode with a thought, insight, or interview with an inspiring thought leader or successful business owner, all about taking your life and business to the next level. Each episode is designed to open up your mind to a new perspective and inspire you to live your life with purpose and passion. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast with my special guest, Belinda Love. Welcome to the podcast, beautiful. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm so excited to get into this podcast episode. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. After being a guest at my Love What You Do Collective event last month, it has been the feedback has been absolutely phenomenal and it's Is been it? so yeah, it's been so lovely and like really touching to see the people's experience and their takeaways from the night and just to hear you really share vulnerably about your experience. And so that's why I really wanted to ask you along to be on the podcast because I think your story and your message is really important and it's really beautiful to share that. Thank you. I did just get goosebumps. It's nice to know that what I'm doing is is resonating, which is fantastic. Look, I think when it comes to this day and age, understanding and debunking all of the myths and beliefs around beauty and self-love and self-care and you know, who we are in relationships and who we're not when we're single, like all of that is so relevant and it can often become a taboo topic that people don't want to talk about. But when you do, it opens up so much. I think, I think that there's this stigma, um, you know, you're single, what's wrong with you? And often that sentence is thrown around lightly, but it does actually take quite a hit when somebody says that to you because 
we know in ourselves there's actually nothing wrong with us and mm. we get quite frustrated thinking, why? I mean, there's nothing wrong with me. Why can't I find love? Um, and so having that open conversation firstly about that and then obviously the ripple effect about what else comes from that, like beauty and self-love and all of those amazing topics that we don't really go to school and learn about or um, sit in a conference and mm. get educated about, Uh we're all learning on our own journey. Like our mums and dads only know what they know. And, uh, you know, we learn from them a lot about yeah. relationships and yeah. and yeah. And if I came from a divorced family myself and grew up with my mum and my sister and didn't, and my sister's five years older than me. So it, I sort of grew up on my own in the sense that she was off doing her things with her friends and mum was working two jobs to raise us. So I'd be kind of trying my best to entertain myself, really. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. So look, we've got so much to talk about today. Yes. Like obviously I really want to talk a lot about what you do as a coach, as a self-love and empowerment coach, but also too about your new book, which is really exciting <laughs> about to launch your new book called Breaking Down the Breakup. So just to begin, I think I'd like to go back a little bit if that's okay. Absolutely. So last year, yes, you had the experience of being on The Bachelor on Maddie J's season. I did. Yes. What was that like for you? Um... Uh, so when somebody says that to me, I get a lot of thoughts floating, flying, whatever through my head. Um, intense, in, like, enjoyable, uh, challenging growth journey. Um, it was some of the highest and lowest points in my life. And people go, oh, it must have been fun. Uh, but it, it's fun now because I've been through the whole, uh, you know, going in isolation and um, meeting and living with random people you've never met before, living on a set, being provoked. Well, not provoked, but being uh, guided and directed by producers for the content that they wanted, having a microphone on you when you go to pee. Oh, my God. <laughs> Showering in front of everybody because it's like 20 – I think I'm probably oversharing. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but it – but this is the stuff that we don't see, right? Yeah. We see the TV show and see yeah. all the drama and all the craziness, but yep. we don't see what happens behind the scenes. Yeah, so that for me put me out of my comfort zone, and I'm really glad about that because I've actually grown a lot. Um, you know, I've always loved my body, and but, I, you know, that's not entirely true. I've had areas of my body that I want to change and improve uh, for myself. But it actually put me out of my comfort zone and made me think that I can get naked in front of other women and not really – feel as concerned as I did before. So mm. that was one element of it. Uh, but I'm glad I did it. I feel like, however, when I met Maddie J, I did the connection exercise with him on, on the red carpet. Uh, I feel like it put me in the friend zone straight away because he was his first comments were, she's a love coach and uh, I'm really glad that she's here because I can talk to her about where I've been going wrong all my life. So he looked at me as though I was there for help rather than someone to date. But I did change his opinion a little bit along the way. He did say I'm a surprise package. So, And is that something that you often get asked about, the fact that like people assume what you do? The love coach. Yeah. Yeah. So the love coach title is a shortened version of what I actually do. So self-love and empowerment coach. So a love coach sounds like, I guess, a dating coach, somebody that will help you to find love and, and be match made, I guess. Is that what you, yeah, you say? Yeah. But what I do essentially is self-love first. So it's about setting the right foundations. It's about finding out who you are, what you really want, 
finding forgiveness for the past and fixing any hurt from past relationships, then focusing on what you deserve because we often attract what we believe we deserve. Mm. My past relationships are a testimony of that because (laughs) um, they've proven that I believed that I was unlovable and unworthy. So I dated all the men that told me that I was fat and ugly and nobody would ever want me, which proved to me my own beliefs. And that's sort of how it started. And then I uncovered that a lot of people were dealing with this and then they were settling for relationships just for the sake of having somebody in their life and then they weren't leaving these relationships because they were too scared to to be alone and they thought they'd never find somebody else so they were happy to be unhappy but you knew there was something better but was too scared to get out of their comfort zone because of that that fear of loneliness. So essentially I hand, help you handle, like remove that fear of loneliness because being alone, feeling lonely is a desperate need to find yourself. So that's what I do, find yourself. But then I also help you to find the right partner long-term, but being happy and okay in the process And not having anxiety or stressing or wondering when am I going to meet them? Am I ever going to meet them? And then just repeating the same cycles. Mm. That was a long answer, wasn't it? It's so in-depth. That's great. Like when you think about like you can't just like sitting back and actually listening to that really makes you think about it in a whole different way. Yeah. Because often when you're stuck in those thoughts of loneliness of, where am I going to find, who am I going to find, am I ever going to fall in love, like all of those, yeah. we don't think about that other side. Mm. Of, we don't bring ourselves into it, right? Yeah. It's so yeah. bizarre how yeah. we don't even – yeah, that's fascinating to me. Um, so did you experience through The Bachelor that you came into contact with a lot of people that needed your help? Um, the, I will be brutally honest and say that there are a lot of girls on the sh- – not everyone – but there were a lot of girls on the show with me that I believe could do with some of my education. Uh, they weren't open to it though. They weren't ready. They don't really get it. And mm. and that's okay. Everyone's on a different path in their life and one day they might be open to it. Uh, but the I was very much on there. The producers kept asking me to coach the girls and do those things and I would have loved to had they come to me. And we would do coaching sessions outside of the cameras because in front of the cameras it's extremely vulnerable Mm. and I don't just talk about what kind of man do you want to find or what kind of woman do you want to fall in love with I talk about tell me what's happened in your past like talk to me about your ex-partners what how do you feel on a day-to-day basis what triggers you what you know I, I go into really deep emotions that and to have that relationship as a coach and client you need to have full trust and you mm. can't have full trust in a video like or mm. live stream to bloody country like, yeah well like, and not when you're competing for the same man mm. and and when they already think that there's no triggers occurring in their life mm. so it's if somebody's not ready in that level of their life they're never going to open up to you mm, so absolutely yeah so would you have any advice if there was any advice you could give to the girls on this season what would it be uh, there's no wrong in asking for advice or asking for coaching. It doesn't mean you're imperfect. It doesn't mean you're unworthy. It doesn't mean you are silly or stupid. Like a lot of people associate getting self-help or like a self-help books with, you know. You're damaged. Damaged. Yeah. That's the word that I was looking for. I don't use it much, but, <laughs> yeah, they think that it means I'm damaged and associate a negative um thought pattern Mm. to it so then they never actually get past their own patterns 
so the girls that are in there at the moment, maybe they should get my book. <laughs> Breaking down the breakup. I'll just slide that in there. <laughs> uh, but I think essentially it's a tough journey. Like the moment you get eliminated, for me, I was in there, I got eliminated episode four and it was a very long time between that and then the show airing. So you're, you know, you're incognito. You can't talk to anyone about it. Um, is that annoying? You can't post on social media. You, for me, I couldn't do my coaching. So my purpose had sort of dissolved. I wasn't earning an income. So I had to do any job just to pay the mortgage. Uh, and you're in a bit of a world where, like, I'd lie in bed and look at the ceiling fan. Wasn't even on because I didn't want to spend any money on electricity. <laughs> and I would just think, what have I done? And if I was to tell them one thing, it's that it's all for a purpose. And even if it's a lesson or a growing period for you, that you should find gratitude in it and learn from it. I'm just trying to think from a self-love perspective, you are not unworthy if if Nick Honey Badger doesn't pick you. I got asked on the project, one of the, oh, Nemo? Is it Nemo? Nemo, Nemo, yeah. yeah. He said to me, I can't remember quite, don't quote me, but the connotation was, Maddie J didn't pick you, you're a love coach, should you go out of business, basically. And I was like, well, just because one man in the world didn't pick me doesn't mean I'm unlovable, Mm. doesn't mean I'm never going to um, find the right one for me. I'm not compatible with 100% of people on this planet uh, and never was going to be compatible with Maddie J. So neither were the other 22 women on that show. So just because one guy doesn't pick you doesn't mean another guy won't. So instead of worrying about all the past and the exes and what you've done wrong, focus on, on yourself, be patient in the moment and start, and get ready for when he comes or she comes. Mm. Mm, awesome. That's great advice because it must be a difficult experience to go through and be eliminated publicly mm. and then to be set back on your journey and not be able to actually invest in your journey. Like that's massive for me to – and that's the thing, things we don't hear about, mm. right, that you couldn't actually post on social media. And in this day and age, your business is social media. Yeah. If you're not on it, people don't know you exist. Exactly. So that's massive. So that must have been a really challenging time to go through. It was. It was. Yeah. Is there any major lesson that you took away from that for yourself? I bloody did it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, um, there were moments where I thought, as I said, like, but I got through it. I got up. I was working in, I've never worked in, like, besides McDonald's when I was 18, (laughs) I've never worked in that industry and I had to work in a bottle shop. So I'd get up 70, um, every day, drive two hours, 70 hours a week, one day off, up at, 4am home at 1am and just to, to earn money. And I, despite the fact, and I found out that I had post-show depression. There's a real thing that's called post-show really? depression. Yeah. So you go in and you're on this high and then you have no phone, no contact with the outside world. And then when you get eliminated, you dropped off and then that's it. You're like, bye. Like, and it seems like a short time, but when you're in a mansion like that on a set, and you get taken to the toilet by a minder, um, then coming out of the that into real world is like you have to find your feet mm. again. So uh, I was the, – the fact that I found out that I had post-show depression after the fact that I had it, I got through it. And this is my personal journey. Like I don't – like uh, people say to me, don't 
recommend the de- you know the, the depression conversation. Everyone deals with it differently. Mm. I dealt with it with my resilience and the way I knew how. Um, and basically, I just was, I'm proud of myself that mm. I was the eldest girl on the whole show. Um, I did it. I beat some of the girls in the in the <laughs> in the competitions <laughs> when I got called the um, the geriatric. <laughs> When my name got revealed in my face on my photo, uh, like a lot of out media outlets said, oh, he's a geriatric. So <sighs> I, the fact that I proved a lot of people wrong, I didn't achieve all of the goals that I wanted to do, but that's the thing that I learned right now, I remember. Expectations. I didn't realise I had expectations for what I wanted to do when I was in the mansion. So I confused them for goals. Right. So I had goals that I wanted to achieve, but then I sort of expected that that was going to happen. Um, so when I came out and I didn't achieve those goals, I um, was shattered because I can't go back in the mansion and go, oh, what, can I do this again? Like yeah. it, that's it. There's no other opportunity. It's over. So learning about expectations versus value. So when you bring that back into relationships a lot of us have expectations on on our partner and what we want them to do instead of um, changing that expectation and making making them our values Mm. so um you can't expect people to do what you want you can't expect them to be how you want them to be but you can have your own values that you want to abide by Mm. so i my value is as someone who's like if we get in an argument my partner and i and he swears or calls me a hurtful name that is going underneath like below my values playing below the line and I don't once that you go there it's hard to sort of start to rectify you can yeah. always can forgiveness and that but it once it starts going dirty for me that's when my values are being triggered yeah mm, absolutely and I think too like that's when I look at when I think about expectations compared to values, it's almost like well expectations are often put on other people yeah so it's external externally driven yes so we're expecting things from other people to deliver an emotion or a, a result for us mm-hmm. and when we give away our control like that and give away our power like that then that's often where we can feel like we haven't we've let ourselves down as, as let ourselves down as well as others yep but I think I like it how you bring back to your values because then when you uphold what's important to you and your values then you can set boundaries in a really clear way and then you're in control of them as well mm. yeah yeah. Mm, important. That's really great. Yeah. Awesome. So Thank that's you. what I learned. Yeah. One of my major – and patience. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did I learn patience? <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Ma- ma- massive, right? So then tell us a little bit about how you discovered that you wanted to become a self-love and empowerment coach. Uh, so I, that's one of the most common questions I got, get. How do you become a love, a love coach? So for me, it was organic. I basically – I um. Sorry. <laughs> He's just asleep. He's just adorable. Sorry. We're, I've got a kitten sitting on my lap here and it is absolutely adorable. And just, <laughs> his eyes are rolling. He wants to cuddle your arm. Oh, um, he wants to put his head on you. Okay. Um, so for me, I never just woke up one day and said, I'm going to study how to become a, a life coach or a love coach. I, When I was little, I was the but why mum kid. I was always wanting to know more and trying to help people and be the loving one. So it was always in my nature, but what – so do you know about strong suits and rackets? No, tell us more. 
Okay, so there's four like turning points or pivotal points in our life where we develop these strong suits or rackets. So when I was six and my mum and dad got divorced and my dad was sort of standing at the door leaving, I said, Dad, what's going on? And he said, it's okay, boo-boo. That was my nickname. Um, Everything's going to be okay. And so on a subconscious level, I decided in that moment that um, my strong suit was I needed to know everything about relationships and why they break down. Um, And my racket was I'm unlovable. My dad is leaving because of me. He can't tell me he's leaving because of me. So that's what that's the meaning I apply to that situation. So on, I put that in my subconscious and then lived that throughout my life. So I attracted all the people into my life that told me I was unlovable and unworthy because I was fat. I got bullied. My domestically violent boyfriend, one just disappeared one day, my cheating boyfriend. Um, what else? The the recent one that I that inspired the book finally uh, just because of his personal situation just decided to disappear. Uh, so it's kind of been, for me, a journey of trying to uncover what causes that. And I realised that for me, the, the most common, the most recent one I've worked out that I attracted him to teach me how to ask for help and I can mm. go into more about that. But prior to that, um I worked, I said to myself, what is the common denominator? And that's me. And I'm not blaming myself for what they've done because we're all in control of our own actions. I'm merely acknowledging that I've attracted these people to, into my life to tell me something. So what I did was I went on my own self-development journey to uncover why, realizing that I thought I was unlovable, then going into this self-love journey, studying. I've studied counseling. I've studied NLP. I've studied life coaching. I've done landmarks or self-development courses, but that was all for me, but obviously with them want to give back. And then a few times in the very seven years ago, in the very early days, the, I had a couple of people come to me about, did you want me to elaborate on one of them? Yeah. Um, so it was a dating app called Blender. Do you remember Blender? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Blender at the time, you could actually message anybody directly without match. And this girl messaged me of a nude photo of her, full frontal nude. And um, I said, oh, are you looking for love or, or you know, sex? And she said, I'm, I'm looking for love. And I said, well, you're going about it the wrong way. She goes, no, no, you, that's how you get love. You've got to do that because men like to beep, men like to have sex in, in a naughty word. And I said, well think you need to change your approach and have a look at that and you know assess what you're attracting and then she got really angry and then four days later remember vividly she messaged me again and I thought she'd block me but she didn't message me again and said thank you you've changed my life I did not realize that I was doing it the wrong way and I've spoken to many people who have confirmed for me now whereas they would never have told me Mm. (laughs) without me asking them and because of that she changed her approach met somebody and then she stayed in touch. And then that kept happening where people would come to me and I would give them, you know, suggestions around, you know, just opening up their awareness from, you know, clearing that blind spot. Mm. Um, and then somebody said, do you run a seminar? So I studied how to run a seminar, implemented that. Then somebody said, do you run an online course? So I implemented an online course. So then studied that. Then somebody said, can you come on this radio show? So I went on Brizzy Radio. Then I went on Brisbane TV. Then I became the MC for Sexpo. 
also while coaching one-on-one, I was still working full-time as well to support it in an upstart. And um, just everything I have done has been because of, like, people asking me. Mm. And I, Which, like, Business 101 is the best way to be, <laughs> to be successful in business because you're literally listening to your target audience say, this is what we want, and you're delivering. Yep. Supply and demand. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing way to grow a business. So yeah. it's awesome. So if you Thank don't know what, what next to launch, ask your people. Yeah. Ask who you want to work with. Ask them what they need and deliver what they need. Yeah. And they were asking me for a very long time to write a book. Mm, awesome. Um, the, the book that came out of it, out of my last relationship um, was not what I was planning on writing. It was meant to be a blog, but it turned into seven chapters and <laughs> 80 pages long or whatever. So it's called Breaking Down the Breakup. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what the book is, who the book's for first. So the book is for, for people who are men and women who are going through a breakup currently, who are, I, I guess are deciding on whether they want to break up or have dealt, are still living with the pain or even unknowingly have pain from a past relationship even years ago. Mm. Because one thing that I've uncovered along my journey is that often people just suppress the pain and, and find somebody new. Uh, which And then because of that, there's no closure. There's just mm. progression. And we skip that important step, uh, which is in my phases. So the four phases um, to breaking down the breakup. So the if you don't find closure and you just progress, you one of the major things that will happen is that you will hold your partner, your new partner accountable for your ex-partner's mistakes because you haven't found forgiveness. So if your ex-partner cheated, you'll always be fearing that that your new partner will cheat. And then you'll do things like not allow them to go out with their friends or message them when they're out, you know, annoyingly or question what they're doing or check their phone, check their social media all the time and make meaning out of things Mm -hmm. that probably have no meaning at all. We apply meaning from our past. Mm -hmm. So this book takes you through that whole process to – clearing all of that hurt from the past, acknowledging the gratitude in the relationships, finding peace within yourself, having the closure, and then um, there's a pick-me-up section as well on the back to help you do some meditation-type things as well. Nice. Yeah. So what do you feel was – what was the hardest part of the book to write for you? (sighs) Talking uh, talking about myself (laughs) is the hardest part. Um. The bio, I actually got somebody else to do that. <laughs> Can you write a bio for me? So, yeah, they wrote it. But because I had experienced so many horrible relationships, uh, I'm grateful for all of that because I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now. Um, but the most recent one for me took me by surprise because I know what I know. And I'd said to the universe, I'd like to attract my equal. And for me, I'm pretty emotionally ready, you know, set um, and so I attracted somebody who can't ask for help. And I didn't realize that this was one of my blind spots. So it has me struggling in my life. So I will not ask people for help for fear of being let down, like that whole rejection thing. And I had no idea. And he was had a major thing happen in his life. And I'm giving. I'm always like, oh, help. What can I do? Where can I be? Um, and he couldn't accept the help. And to the point where it actually divided us. And... Um, there's other reasons underlying as well, but it 
made me aware that I couldn't ask for help and I'm now learning to actually ask and it's making my life so much better. Even when people let you down, I'm not actually getting upset now as well or seeing as rejection. So he, so the the hardest bit, so it was quite easy because it was really raw. I I basically was going to write a blog about all the tools because I thought this could help other people. I was being stingy by not and um, started writing the blog and then it turned out to be the book with all the phases. and mm. Mm. Awesome. And you wrote it in like how long? I wrote it in a month. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It just yeah. must be so – it must have been such inspired, you know, insights that you were just like, oh, my God, I've got to get this down on paper. Yeah. And it awesome. was years of knowledge, mm. years of knowledge that I have that I've applied into my life but – just never wrote it down. So, yeah, it flowed. It really did flow. Awesome. But if I want to – the next book I want to write is called Sex and the Shitty and it's all about 21st century dating and how, you know, it's it's definitely changed my experiences, um, one-night stands versus long-term relationships, um, your approach to that, all of those things. But because it's more intimate about my life, I kind of – It's harder. It's harder. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> At the Love What You Do Collective event, you talked a little bit about your past relationships and it was really insightful for the room to hear how you described your past relationships. So often when we talk about exes, it's quite a negative way about talking about them or yeah. there's a lot of usually blame passed on or a lot of hurt still there. Can you describe how you reframed the way that you re- – reflect on those relationships now so my belief is that a reason a season a lifetime so people come into your life for one of those reasons i when i realized that i was attracting people into my life to affirm for me my own beliefs was was like an aha moment and i realized i'm lovable and as much as i don't condone their actions i found gratitude in the lessons. So finding that someone saying you're fat and ugly, nobody will want you, um, the pivotal pivotal point for me leaving that relationship was when I was covered in soup, had a black eye, swollen hand, um, was fell asleep against the bedroom door because he was banging on the door trying to get in, called the police for help. It was like the third or fourth time it had happened and um, they didn't turn up. Uh, it was the first time I called them. They didn't turn up and I fell asleep and woke up the next morning and they had turned up hours, hours later. And he had like a scratch on his arm because of when I was defending myself, one of my rings caught his arm and they said to me because of that I could go to jail too for domestic violence. And for me that was like, oh, Glinda, nobody is going to get you out of this situation you have to get yourself out of this situation. So that gave me strength. It showed me that love, you can love somebody for the wrong reasons. Like I loved him because I wanted to help him. I loved him because I felt unworthy and he was the only one and was telling me nobody will ever want you. So it showed me that, you know, I can find love again. I can get out of situations like that, and I can help other people. Mm. So I would still talk to him. Like, Have you been able to find forgiveness? Absolutely. How? So because forgive – when you're angry, 
it's a toxic emotion in your body. It's like drinking poison and hoping somebody else will get sick. Mm. I believe thoroughly that it causes a disease, disease in your body. Um, and I actually had um, skin cancer cut out of my eyelid, my eye sewn together, which is reflect. They say that we're getting spiritual now, but the eyes are um, reflective of the heart and I had heartbreak and, yeah, mm. anyway. So I forgave him for a few reasons. Firstly, he didn't know any better. That's the way in which he knew how to handle situations. It was his own projection of his own feelings of life and, and people. Um, and I put up with it. So if you you can't if you're blaming people all your life and not taking on any accountability for any circumstance, no matter how bad they've treated you, then you'll never move forward. You'll mm. always be over always there. giving your power away. Yep. So by acknowledging I made the choice to be with him, I made the choice to stay with him, why did I choose that? This is why. Okay, how can I improve that? And then saying, thank you. You you helped me move forward and grow as a human and a person in society. And now I can instill that in others. Mm. Wow, massive, massive. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. That was huge. So. What um you talk a little bit about the four emotions we go through during a breakup? Can you just break those down for us? So there's there are four stages, and under each four under each stage there's emotions. So the, it's hopeful phase. Sorry, there's four phases. Okay. So the hopeful phase, the turning point phase, the breakthrough phase, and the hallelujah phase. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> so the hopeful phase like talks about resentment and hope because we do become when when something breaks up we're kind of in denial we don't know. We're hoping that they change their mind. We've got, and then when we start to realize, we become resentful, and um, we flip in between those emotions back and forwards. And then when you go, "Holy shit!" and you start to accept that it's happened, and then the, de- the depression sets in, and then you go back to the denial bit, and then you can go, <laughs> "No," but and then the hopeful. So it's all about how to move through those phases. But most importantly, and I had my editor actually said to me. Oh, do you really need the um, the closure stage in there? Isn't that just the progression stage? And I just went, ah, that's exactly why I need it in there <laughs> because it's it's An important part. Absolutely. People are missing exactly. Yeah. It's being missed because, and I even one of my clients messaged me today and said, I don't think I've got closure with this I'm just suppressing the emotions and progressing I'm like yeah get my book baby (laughs) (laughs) um so I make like a lot of points around the closure phase so you can find that forgiveness you can do the grieving but then also feel beautiful and not lonely anymore Mm. Mm. massive I think this is this book is going to be phenomenal for a lot of a lot of people out there experiencing this because you're right, in this day and age, dating is very different. Mm. So how would you – what advice would you have for a single girl looking for love in this world of online? <laughs> so much. Where do I start? So the first thing is people say when you're looking for love, you'll never find it. So I'm going to break that down a bit. So when you are in your element, when you're being you, who you are, when you're enjoying life and doing things that you love – somebody is going to pop into your life because it's like an aura. It's an energy. It's a magnetism, I guess you could Mm. call it. If you're 
constantly focusing on when am I going to find my partner? Where where am I going to find him or her? It it's a block. It's what I call a love block. So you're when it's front of mind, you're blocking yourself. When you when you you know when you put an online order in the mail on what what's popular these days on eBay. eBay. Yeah. What do the cool kids do? <laughs> <laughs> when you buy something on eBay, it's ordered. Then a few days later, it comes in the mail. Are you sitting there every single day? Sometimes you like to check the tracking and see how far away it is, but are you stressing about it coming or arriving? No. no you're, you've put the order out there and then it will just arrive. So you say to the universe, like, I, I, I tried, I attract my equal. I bloody did that. <laughs> and I learned so much. I think, I think I'm better now. <laughs> so maybe I still want to attract my equal. But, um, if you put it out there and, and just be you, be in your element, femininity is something that, um, okay. So we'll go a bit deeper. So the masculine and feminine. So when we burn our bras and we became more independent, we took on more of the masculine energy. So that's the assertiveness, that's the dominance, that's the edu- like the education and get get it done. We took that on more f- strongly and we've we sort of lost our femininity energy a little bit. Uh, and I'm not talking about women and men, I'm talking energy. Ma- men are still very traditional. They're very masculine. They have to be the provider and they, they're a little bit stuck and lost these days. So if you can reignite your feminine energy uh, at, when you're on a date, so you're on a date with somebody, put put your feminine wings on, your fairy wings or whatever, and be fun and have d- – d- I've got somebody at the moment who is very controlling. They have to set the date. They have, like, where they go, what time, where, who picks who up. And the, the, the part the, – the guy has got in touch with me, like I'm talking to the both, and said – can you please tell her that I want to organize a date because <laughs> she's not letting me do it. And so it's very much, I'm not saying give it all your power over to them, but allow, you know, you don't have to be in control. You don't have to be the decision maker all the time. Allow the men to be the men and, and enjoy the moment and have fun. And they get drawn in by your smile and your your femininity. It's like it's missing, mm. like these days, like often I'll be like, okay, we're doing this, we're doing this. And I go, oh, hang on, hang on. <laughs> what would you like to do? <laughs> you know, pull yourself back. Yeah. Um, You're so right because I think a lot of, you know, even the um, very feminine entrepreneurial thing that's happening where there's so many women going to business for themselves. And I know that's been happening for a long time, but it seems like there's a lot more and it might even just because I'm in the realm of it. But um, it's interesting because we do take on that masculine energy of having to get things done and be the, like we're, we take care of ourselves, like every level of um, a strong feminine woman in this world, yeah. we do. We take care of ourselves. We pay our own bills. We have our own mortgage. We have high-paying jobs. We are in leadership roles. Like all of that is very in, fa- in the masculine energy. Yeah. Whereas – and they really and really struggle to get back to the feminine soft side. Yeah. So how would you – How what type of advice would you be able to give to get them to get back in touch with that? So femininity is the relaxing, is the enjoying, it's the laughing, it's the it's your inner child, really. That's like allow yourself to have fun, to be free. And you know, if you've got a little quirk, let that quirk out. Like you don't have to always be in control of everything all the time. You can give your control over, but whilst being 
in the know about what's happening. Mm. Just just be free, essentially. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So I'd love to delve in a little bit more about self-love as well because I yes. know that's we, we talked we talk about that. We talked about it at the event and it was a really important part to uncover within ourselves what's important to us. So what does self-love mean to you? Uh, self-love, a lot of people visualize self-love as bubble baths and champagne and chocolates, uh, but self-love is anything from I like to come home and have the house tidy. I like to grocery shop and pack my fridge in alphabetical order. That, like, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like anything that makes you feel um, less stressed in life, uh, for me, what's I, – I love having – like every Tuesday morning after gym, I come home and I do a clean of the house and and I just scheduled it in. I didn't realize how stressful it was making me. I'd come home and the house was a mess. I'd be like, oh, and you get clutter in your mind, clutter, you know, you mm. get blocked emotionally. Mm. So for me, self-love is having a tidy house. I'm not bloody Sadie the cleaning lady, but I, <laughs> I like to have a tidy place. So self-love is something that makes you feel less stressed, more confident in yourself um and actually taking time for you so that you can fill up your cup so when your cup is full you can overflow and fill up other people's cups as well so if you're running on empty and you have a partner mm. and and children you're a you're going to be exhausted b you're not going to be you know fully present and see, there's probably going to be arguments and stress and, and not lack of communication happening. So that it's just pull it back to what resonates with you for self-love. Mm. Mm. And that could be anything from, yeah, doing the groceries on your own or mm. yeah. <laughs> taking a bath or just taking time out to read a book, to do anything that's actually about resting yes and enjoying yeah 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 okay awesome love that and so, but sched- you have to schedule do you say schedule or schedule yeah. schedule it in because if you don't put it in your diary it's not going to happen exactly and you have to you have to self-love it meaning you have to stick to it and make it a priority because yeah. it is actually important to you like it's important to actually do things for yourself and not have to always give 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 mm. and like I like as a coach myself, it is so important because if I am too stressed or if I have too much on my plate, not sure, um, you know, don't feel not calm, but you feel, yeah, if you feel like you're stretched from spread thin, then you can't show up as your best version of you. You can't Mm. show up with the patience and the, and the calmness and be able to hold the space for a client. And Mm -hmm. that's why I I schedule it in because I know it's important for me for my business. Yeah. But it's important. It's interesting because like even I talk to my sisters and, they struggle with it mm-hmm. um, and just knowing that it can be just quality time. It doesn't have to be quantity. Yeah. People think that self-love means I have to take the whole self-love Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? No, <laughs> yeah, totally yeah. do it if you can. Yeah. But if 10 minutes is all you've got a day, yeah. take that 10 minutes and switch off and do whatever you can. And self-love is not scrolling through Facebook or having a bubble bath with, you know, five other kids in the, in the bath. Like. No, yeah. <laughs> self-love could be scheduling a date in your diary, like a date night. And that, and as in like, I, for me, I know that one thing that is really terrible with, with online dating is that we swipe and swipe and swipe and then we actually never have a date. Mm. So if you say in your diary, Friday night's my date night, it could be your girlfriend's, it could be a date that you've met on Tinder. Then you can actually organize a time to go on that date to find love. Yeah. If you're not, yeah. So if someone looking for love in, is on Tinder, do you have 
um, advice you give people in regards to their profiles? I yes, That's did I tell you that? I have Maybe, a, a yeah. document. Yeah, I have a whole document. The Stop six, it. The six steps to having an effective online dating experience. Oh my god, where can Kill people it. get that? <laughs> you have to go to my website. <laughs> I'll make sure I put all the links oh, in the show notes. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people will thank want that. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. So today has been incredible, but you're about to launch a podcast yourself. Tell I us a little am. bit about that. Sorry. I'm going to get excited. I, so I do a YouTube channel called In Bed with Belinda Love, where I interview experts on topics that we think about, but we don't talk about. So, um, bondage, BDSM, um, I talk to reality TV people about their experiences. So I thought, how can I take that and, and, to a different level on my podcast. So my podcast is um, Belinda Love in the Raw. <laughs> Love it. But it's R-O-A-R. So it's all about resilience, orgasms, authenticity, and relationships. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. So that's coming soon. So you can let us know when that's out, yeah? Yes. Okay, awesome. So Belinda Love's book is Breaking Down the Breakup and it is out now? People can buy it. It is. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Thank I just you. want to acknowledge you for a minute and say thank you. Thank you. I love the way that you show up in the world with amazing energy. You have a beautiful soul about you and thank the way you. that you open up and talk about these things is so important and I want to thank you for your vulnerability in that. Thank you. You're a bit teary. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yes, it has. Thank you. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.